to really go down and ask children what are the real opportunities that you get, I think one main opportunity would be freedom. The freedom to express yourself or the freedom to gain knowledge. Welcome to the 30,000 Hours Podcast. Today is April 10th, 2020. I'm Monica Bolger, an education PhD who studies children's rights in digital spaces. I'm here today with Catherine Anilla, founder of Vanguards for Change, an NGO focused on youth empowerment and online safety. Similar to the U.S., schools in Malaysia have been closed for a few weeks. We are speaking today about why the internet is important to kids and how this moment is an opportunity to focus on relationships and experiences online. Catherine, thank you for joining us today. Could you please share a bit about yourself and describe the mission of Vanguards for Change? Hi, I'm Catherine Anila. Um, I just finished my secondary school, high school actually. And um, basically Vanguards for Change is an organization which is youth-led. And um, I founded it two years ago when I finished my last major exam. And um, uh, basically, uh, in 2011, I started my journey in child rights advocacy, along with uh, two, three of my friends and, and cousins, yeah, friends. And um, along the way, we have uh, grown together, learned together. And um, we have also, uh, got more friends interested in child rights advocacy. So in 2017, we thought, um, why not make this official, whatever we are doing, like we actually go and do outreach sessions to, we believe in accompanying each other in order to empower each other. And we thought the best way to do it is to have an actual platform and that is to form an NGO. And that is how then Guts for Change came about. It started off with a WhatsApp group, actually. We just got into a group and we were like, okay, <clears throat> so what do we do? Um, what do we name ourselves? And so what now? And that is how it started. That is so amazing, Catherine. And for those of you listening, I just wanted to say that Catherine and I met last year while my colleague Patrick Burton and I, and Patrick was on an earlier podcast, uh, were studying... Uh, children and teens use of social media in East Asia. And Catherine is a youth facilitator for UNICEF and um, among her other many affiliations and work um, and Vanguards for Change really helped us connect with different uh, students. And um, thank you, by the way, that was just amazing work. And it's just been so great to be in touch and to have your insights on, on the different work we're doing. So thank you, Catherine. Um, it's amazing that you started an NGO so young. It's, it's, it's just awesome. And um, so what I wanted to talk to you about today was uh, last week I was preparing to give a webinar for attorneys and privacy professionals here in the U.S. And I had an interesting question. Um, someone asked me why the internet matters for kids and teens and why it, is it considered a human right? And so I was just wondering what you would say to them. Well, be really honest, at the age of 11, when I was 11, which, which was 2011, 
my mom made it a point to explore what this whole internet hype was and what Facebook was. Basically, she went all out to learn about social media because she, she knew that there is no avoiding it. There is, it. It's inevitable, you know, the online world and the offline world will not be two separate worlds anymore. And yeah, that was what, nine years ago. And the reason why she did that was because she knows that she has a daughter who is inevitably going to be exposed to the online world. And that happened nine years ago. So to answer your question, I think it is extremely important because, like I said, there is no separating it. And we are all so interconnected in every way possible. The very fact that you guys are listening to this podcast is because of internet. Right. We're speaking live from Kuala Lumpur and California, which is pretty extraordinary. Exactly. Once we got the time zones figured out. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and and I'm, I know it's been a year, and so, but... Um, together, we spoke with middle school uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers last year about um, what they saw as opportunities of the internet. And I'm sure you've had so many conversations mm-hmm. since then. And um, I I talk about what what teens see as opportunities, but I think it's much better coming from from you, you know, and and from other um, teens and young adults who 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 are living it and experiencing it. So. What are the opportunities like that that you hear people talking about the most and you know that they enjoy? Online? I think um, if you were to ask uh, children a textbook answer, like if you were to ask them, so what are the opportunities on the internet? Most would say, oh, um, to research for homework, to to learn stuff. And all that but if you really look into it and if you really go down and ask children what are the real opportunities that you get i think one main opportunity would be freedom the freedom to express yourself or the freedom to gain knowledge as mentioned before you know because especially right now everyone is all out using the internet for different things i learned how to dance I cannot <laughs> dance for my life. Trust me. You mean now during school closures, you, during yeah. COVID, you learned to dance? That's so yeah, cool. I've been because... dancing too all of a sudden. <laughs> all because of TikTok. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, wow. Yeah, so you get to learn new stuff. Right now, you can see people dancing. You can see people learning how to bake and cook. You can see people learning art, how to paint and all that. And then there are so many online courses which are offered for free. So everyone's learning. And I just subscribed to the online, one of the online writing classes. And it's just so nice to see how everything is there. And you can access it from wherever you are. It is pretty amazing. That, and, and that actually leads to my next question, which was that we're in an interesting time. We've got mm-hmm. a global health crisis. And nine in ten children globally are out of school. And I was just wondering, what is a regular day like for you right now? A regular day? <laughs> you know, because there are no re- I know, right? 
Well, that's a good point, right? I mean, for me, it seems like there is no regular, like kind of every day I'm trying to figure out what my schedule is going to be like and that sort of thing. So maybe it's the same. I don't know. Exactly. Like I was talking to a group of friends last night and we were actually reflecting on this, what a regular day is, the concept of time and how it relates to productivity. We were just having this real, this conversation and I was just there thinking of um, if you know this uh, celebrity, Justin Baldoni, I'm sure you would, right? <laughs> yeah. So yes. um, he had uh, this Instagram live video a few days ago and he talked about this actually. He talked about this time and how we think that, you know, we have so much time right now and so we in a way, have that expectation in ourselves and we burden ourselves with that expectation where we have to continuously be productive and you know, we, we think that we have so much time and so it's actually, in a way, trapping ourselves because we tend to you know, put so much pressure on ourselves. And so we were talking about it last night and I was thinking that uh, actually, we're not the only ones, probably everyone around the world facing this is trying to figure out what time they're waking up and what time they're sleeping. Right. Yes, I think so. Yeah, like I, I, like I so. mentioned, like I mentioned, today is like the first day ever since the lockdown that I actually got up early and showered just to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And I know I, I, I'm talking to colleagues and they say I'm not turning video on because I haven't showered yet or because yeah. I'm still in my pajamas mm. and that sort and of thing. The first week of lockdown was a bit weird because... Um, it was something new, right? We were still trying to get used to it. And that's why um, I, for one, was very productive because you know, I was like, okay, I have a lot of time. I have to get things done. And when the week ended, it all just crashed. And I was like, what is life? What are we doing? What am I supposed to do? What is time? Why are we following this? construct of society that you have to get up at this certain time oh trust me I was messed up <laughs> yes no I think I think a lot of us I, I I agree that first week well actually that first week we launched this podcast um <laughs> my husband and uh, I decided like this is a good time to start a podcast and we built mm -hmm. a website and figured out how to edit so I know what you mean very productive and then it and then as the weeks have gone on it's been a little bit of a struggle to yeah. have a have a time frame um, so what, what are kids you're talking to doing for school right now? Like, are they using the internet or yeah. like, you know, how, how much time are they spending online versus reading? Or are they just kind of like, here there's a lot of pushback about, you know, is this even possible kind of thing? I was mm. just wondering what it's like for you there in KL. Well, definitely screen time has been increased. That's for sure. And, um, uh, most all of all of the children who are going to school, they are all using um online platforms like Google okay. Classroom, you know. Like um my brother's a school teacher and my niece is my nieces are thirteen and nine years old. So there's like a primary school, secondary school and a teacher. So I can see that everyone's struggling to adapt to online learning. And right. um yeah. But I think apart from the, the online learning itself, 
allows children to have more screen time and therefore they are they are obliged to go online you know everything is online and it's not just their classroom but their homework and they their research everything has to be online and it's no longer their textbooks so that's that and uh, yeah apart from the school i think um many extracurricular activities like joining um webinars for example children are joining webinars and uh, yeah i think it's really interesting oh sorry that you said you joined a webinar for who and, and yeah it was yeah. it was a very last minute i only got to know about it like two hours before it started but that's pretty unusual, right? To be doing these kinds of webinars on a school day, or, or oh no, that was yeah, it was it was a yeah, it was a weekday, but yeah, it was since the time zones are different, we don't have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really interesting because uh, it's not just that, but even on social media, like I know my niece talks to her teacher through Instagram. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so they spend more time on social media because in a way it's also uh, like a coping mechanism where you keep yourself occupied and you, know, you scroll through all the memes and you just laugh about COVID-19 and then you're also hoping that it all just ends fast, you know? Right, yes. Yeah. Um, and that actually, my next question was what struggles are mm-hmm. our youth having right now who, who you've talked to? Mm, and how is the internet maybe mediating those or not Mm -hmm. i think um it's not just limited to the youth but everyone is everyone is really worried as much Mm. as we try to laugh it off with the memes and the jokes and all we it's like um there's no um how do i say you are not separate from the rest so mm-hmm. you you know that if if it happens in one country it's going to affect the people so it's going to affect that region and so mm-hmm. there is no um saying you know you are okay and you are safe right like like uh reminding me of this uh quote that i really like about it it's an analogy actually about how this world our, our world is likened to the human body and how each one of us are like the different parts that make up the body and if one part hurts the other part is definitely going to feel the impact oh that's a really good right? that's really helpful actually that's a good analogy yeah if and and um yeah it's actually derived from one of the bahai writings and it's so timely right now because you know if one person one person is infected in your country then in a way everyone will be worried because of the infection rate i think that um that anxiety is one of the major problems that's happening because Everyone's trying to cope, and then there are also a rising concern of children who, you know, face domestic violence, domestic abuse. So now that it's locked down, 
not really a lockdown, but it's more of like a movement restriction order. And so how are they coping and all of that? But I think uh, like what you mentioned earlier, the internet really mediates it because um, where I am, my circle of friends, I can see that, you know, people are using social media as like the platform to really express themselves and to just find ways to cope. Like everything I mentioned just now about dancing and cooking and baking and learning new skills, posting stuff on Instagram. I see that all of us have just been posting stuff and just posting stories and we're all supporting each other. But before this, we would be careful. We, you know, we wouldn't want to post what we bake every day or, you know, our dancing videos. We, we wouldn't. But right now, there's just so many challenges and dares that's going around and everyone's just filling up templates and tagging other people to do it. And I think, in a way, uh, the internet helps mediate this because as worrying as the times are, we're all getting more close-knit. Oh, that's a really nice point. Thank you. That's, that's really... And when you said dares, what kind mm-hmm. of dares are you guys doing? Well, I got caught in one. Um, <laughs> the Until Tomorrow Dare. Okay. If you've heard of it. it's um, So people post, like they post an embarrassing picture of themselves on Instagram with the caption, Until Tomorrow. So the whole point of it is that um, they've got to post that embarrassing picture for 24 hours. And anybody who likes that picture gets roped in. So oh, and then they have you, to post. Then you get a message that says, since you've liked my picture, you have to post a picture of yourself. You know, and I think I think that was quite interesting because like everyone knew about the dare, but we still go and like the pictures anyway because we <laughs> want to be part of it, you know. <laughs> so that's and- one. I think another <laughs> one would be um the workout dares where you tag three friends and ask them to post a video of them working out and stuff. You know, we need to motivate each other to be healthy. I Yeah, I started working out and I stopped. But yeah. I did too. I, I kept posting videos to try to motivate my friends too uh-huh. and they were posting videos. And mm-hmm. like three days ago, I realized, I mean, I just realized today that it's been three days since I tried anything. So Three days, yep. <laughs> Um, so I know you've been working on some, uh, PSAs around healthy Mm -hmm. engagement with the internet, uh, Mm -hmm. directed toward youth. And I was just wondering what advice are you sharing for youth to make this time more bearable? I think, um, before I go into the advice, I'd like to also ask everyone to think about the concept of time, you know, the 24 hours or right now. I don't know what a day is. Is it 24 hours? Is it 25, 26? <laughs> I know. It was 24 before all of this started, but who exactly. knows now? <laughs> exactly. But yeah, to reflect on the concept of time and productivity in relation to that, like how are we defining productivity at this time? But if, I think if we really reflect on that, then we would be able to make 
wise choices on how to spend this time in regards to the internet as well because uh honestly if, if you were to ask me um it's okay to just be on netflix or to just relax and scroll through your social media it's okay but i think um guilt in a way it comes in as well and uh, that is also related to how we define productivity because for all you know you'd be sitting down and just binging on netflix shows for like a whole week and then you get this overwhelming feeling of guilt like gosh i'm not productive what am i supposed to do but that really is okay because trust me you're not the only one and all these um limitations and the expectation of how productive you are it it's set by you so it really is okay it's okay if you do not make the most out of this time but if you can why not right and right. now that you have all the wow it's very ironic to say this but now that you have the freedom <laughs> mm-hmm. of exploring virtually not physically stay home guys stay home <laughs> so yeah it's it's also important to um think before you uh click into stuff i know we're all going all out and posting stuff on social media and you know learning new things but it's also important to to be aware like always scammers are out there online sexual groomers are out there all the dangers of the internet are still there but that shouldn't stop us like even right now uh there are so many um news articles coming up about um applications like zoom and so many other applications which are not safe you know but really it's it it's all depending on how carefully and how wisely you use the internet i think otherwise it's fine the internet is a great 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 place for so much of potential but it really depends on how you use it and right now it's okay to explore but just be careful and if you feel if that if that voice in you says okay i think we've gone enough then listen to it you know this is reminding me of some wisdom you shared with uh high school students when we when we were meeting with them in clang you said um to treat social media like a playground mhm do you remember that it was it, it's something that you know go and explore yeah and have fun but if anything becomes frightening or upsetting you can pull back you don't exactly. have to stay and you're not alone you really are not alone yeah that's mm-hmm. really important that's a really good message um my other questions are kind of around advice that you would give and first i was wondering is there anything you wish were different right now or i mean of course like actually of course of course <laughs> Now that I'm asking that question, that doesn't even work. But what I mean is, geez, <laughs> um, I'm going to pause and just start that one over. <laughs> one thing I was wondering um, in this time of exploration and also remembering to keep 
keep ourselves safe. Um, is there anything that adults can do to make this moment more bearable or to support youth in terms of like their online use? Or is this really, because I know that you, you do a lot about promoting independence and resiliency and, and sort of finding the strength in yourself. Um, and so I'm wondering, are there things like that, that any advice you would give parents, um, or teachers, for right now, how, how to like support youth in, in this moment? Hmm. Um, I think that now that um, the children and their parents are stuck, stuck, locked in the same house, it's, yes. it's all the more important to build that um, relationship and to have that communication which maybe they didn't have before this thing started. Because now with the lockdown, I think this is a real opportunity to get to know your child and to really be their friend because that's the only way you can really accompany them and empower them in the best way possible. You know, Because saying no, do not use your phones, it's enough. I don't think it's going to help either the child or the parent because right now everyone's just trying to find ways to cope. And I think the, the best, I, I, I'm not in the position to give advice, but I think that the best thing that any parent can do is to actually sit with your child and explore with them and ask them, you know, what are you doing? And make them feel safe at home so that you can also be there online to make them feel safe online. That's brilliant, Catherine, as usual. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Catherine. It's always an honor to speak to you and it's actually an inspiration. And I'm just really grateful for the materials you've been creating to, you know, advise and assist um, your peers and also to assist the rest of us. Uh, thank you. Well, we really have to get things going now because it's been quite some time since we actually gone out and did something. And right now I just really, really miss the on ground, you know, outreach sessions and interacting with children. It's just so different now. I know, I know. And since we don't know how long it's going to last, it, I, I think that what you said about these different methods we're using to cope um, are really important yeah. in conversations like this too. So thank you for your time. Thank you for starting my day with this conversation. <laughs>